You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. I'm here in New Orleans at the Libertarian National Convention with Colin Cantrell, who is the founder of Nexus. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. You are renowned in the blockchain space because you plan to launch a full Nexus node into space and create a space internet. Yes, ma'am. What we're essentially trying to do is we're developing a new model for people. Not to say that we're going to be building this entire cloud because if we're doing that, then it would just be another ISP. But what we're really working on is giving technology to people in the form of open source and giving people the capability to do it themselves. So just with the Bitcoin protocol, how anybody could take it and learn from it and then build upon it, we're doing the same thing with satellites. Now, the reason that we need the satellites is because the internet is relayed through cables strung across the ocean floor. Um, they're about this big around and they cost about $300 million to string one. So that means there's only a few corporations that can actually be producing them. And they're very secretly, uh, their locations sorry, are kept secret because they become attack vulnerabilities. And then again, you get the governments or whoever else that controls those cables, they can turn them off on their own will. So that creates a problem. And the satellites are going to enable us to bridge that problem by crossing continents and having packets be able to forward from one place to another. Like one of the places that is going to be the first ground stations is Australia. We have a very big community out there and they're working on setting up a nonprofit to be helping do that. Um, and then UK and then the US. And so the satellites are one thing because we need to be able to transmit packets between the continents. But then the other side is the mesh networks. So as I pull my cell phone and it's out of box capable of connecting to any sort of cell network, Imagine if your cell phone was capable of talking to any other cell phone. And that's what a mesh network will basically be able to do, where the hardware is built in with the capability. Now, you get the coverage because more people that are running that cell phone or that network enable packets to be routed through them so that I can talk directly to you if I wanted to talk instead of having to pass through an intermediary or pass through an ISP's network. And then if I need to, let's say, talk to somebody in Europe, it would pass through the mesh network to a ground station and then upload across a satellite and then make the downlink to the other mesh network and then find its route within. So the idea is to build a model for us to create a more distributed internet. Right now the internet's somewhat decentralized, which means there's a few companies that control it. But what they do is they have um, packet forwarding between these ISPs, which means Comcast and AT&T forward each other's traffic. And that's kind of an unwritten law because none of them owns the entire network. But that still creates kind of, I guess you could call it an oligarchy of the internet control. So what we're doing is we're building this technology, we're building standardizations process so that you can deploy a satellite up into space and it can join that cloud. And so the satellites can be independently operated and owned. And that creates a truly distributed internet um, rather than it just being by a few people. I mean, the first time that we really heard people talking about how the internet actually works uh, and some of the problems with having these central corporations running it, we started talking about net neutrality and, and all of this, and then suddenly we wanted the government to come in and save us all from, from this, these corporations. So, yeah. so what you guys are doing is actually saying, actually, we can solve this ourselves. Let's create this decentralized internet and build our own uh, platforms. Essentially, yeah. And I mean, giving people the access to those tools right now, I mean, you can't really buy RF receivers that form mesh networks too easily. I mean, the closest you can do is with a Wi-Fi. So what we're working on is building that so that I can just go, you know, buy off of whatever supplier, whatever company builds it, that device and out of box, be able to connect to that and provide for it in the same respect. So what is your timeline for this? I mean, it's ongoing. I mean, our timelines for the satellites is the next few years. We're going to be deploying more. First step is to get our first one up there. And from there, we're going to be able to figure out the telemetry. We're going to have to develop the software systems to handle the telemetry, the command and control. And then telemetry is... 
its location and the data essentially associated with it because you have to know where the satellite is if you want to know if it's above you to contact it. And then we need to develop our own routing system for that as well because we're going to need our own IP addressing space. And then it comes into a whole lot of prerequisites, I guess you can say. But once we get those initial base levels done, anybody will be able to just deploy that software, anybody will deploy a satellite, and Vector is launching rockets for very cheap for people too so that that puts the access to any normal to mid-sized company just kind of how i see it is the way personal computers were brought to the world through apple we're kind of doing with cube satellites where they're becoming cheap enough for everybody to have and there's there's something else with space too it it represents i guess the reigniting of the imagination of people i've seen a lot of the the reasons why people get pessimistic you know where you and i are optimistic is because they've lost that imagination so this project is in the works it's happening at the moment being developed and the idea is to give power back to the people with their internet usage i mean we hear all the time people saying well this can never be shut down unless the government shuts down the internet and uh, we can talk about the viability of that but what you guys are doing is safeguarding us against even that putting that control back in the hands of the people yeah, exactly. And I mean, they don't even have to shut down the internet to censor it. I mean, the Great Firewall of China censors uh, URLs. I mean, uh, it's really easy for an ISP to know what IP address is associated with whatever network and then just filter packets, especially now that there's no net neutrality. They can throttle it. They can make it run slow. They can make Bitcoin blocks, not propagate. So yeah, if we don't, if we're creating disruptive technology, we need to look that we need to make our own home field rather than playing on theirs. And right now we're playing on their home field saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to disrupt you. But they're like, this is our field still. <laughs> Get off our field. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. Uh, when you guys launch that first full node into space, I want to hear about it. Maybe I can even be there filming it uh, to watch it happen because that's incredibly exciting represents the next stage in this uh, this ongoing battle that we're part of. So thank you so much for chatting with me. I'm excited to see what comes next. Thank you too. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.